step, use the shot, yeah. score! They score! Nate Smith, Chuck scores! Alex Handler with the ball for the point! Snake by Jack Rappo! Elias Patterson, power play goal! Back to BXC, he shoots, he scores! Kevin BXC! All right, welcome to another episode of Point Shot. We are very lucky on the eve of the Super Bowl to be uh, joined by one of our favorite broads. Uh, you know, well, I don't know if we can say first or second, but you're right up there at the top. Uh, everyone knows you already. No introductions necessary. Danny Huntley, how you doing? Good, thanks. Thanks so much for having me on. How are you guys doing? Uh, you know, it's it's dry out. And uh, I think, you know, in, in these times, you, you kind of take what you got. And, uh, you know, we got outside, did a couple of little outdoor activities. I, uh, we recently got a Peloton. So, of course, you know, I had to get on that because, of course, everyone knows if I work out now or not. And, uh, you know, generally just doing a little Super Bowl prep. I love when your exercise equipment tells on you, hey? Like, nothing, nothing holds you quite accountable, like having your, your exercise equipment call you out. <laughs> it's, it's not just that of course my father has one as well and you know we have our little family group chat and uh, my wife went hey did my first peloton and my dad just writes back i know <laughs> <laughs> what a savage <laughs> like i just did it like are you just sitting there reading refresh on like hey i wonder if the kids worked out yet got to sync to his apple watch i I wish it was just the peloton app you can just turn those notifications off they don't then know to power call you (laughs) that's fair i wear a fitbit and it buzzes me every hour if i'm not yeah walking enough and it's just like i work a desk job shut up like i can't get right off danny i can show you it's a very easy one little notification oh that's yeah i couldn't do it i couldn't do that i i work a desk job too and like most of the week, I actually hardly ever go outside anymore because where am I going to go? So, like, I'll go outside to, like, shovel be- just in time before it all melts away. You need a and dog. that's pretty much my exercise right now. So yeah, you need depressing. to get a dog, Sean, because how many cats have you got? Let's tell the listeners. <laughs> I, have, I have three cats. <laughs> time to add a dog. It's a nice balancing effect. It, you know, kind of, yeah. You know, yeah. You know what though? Like we've talked about getting a dog. Um, and if we were to get a dog, it'd be essentially another cat. Like it'd be a corgi. So <laughs> like, <laughs> like at that point, I just have four cats. Leopard doesn't so. change the stripes, eh? <laughs> no, like that's definitely but, been our kind of bread and butter, I guess, is just lazy animals that require little to no work or attention. That's just that's the exactly what we're working against you right now. <laughs> that's hilarious. You've got to get a, an Apple watch too. Like I've got an Apple watch and, and I don't work a desk job. I'm always moving, but it reminds me to breathe. Like every five minutes, it's like, Carter, your heart rate is hit. Da, 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 da. Please take a moment to breathe. I don't know I've done breathe. that for 34 years without one. Yeah, just in case you forget or what. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like. That's very helpful. It's you should care advertise that more. Yeah. <laughs> your stress levels are peaking. You it's ever forget to breathe? Or breathe. Uh, do you also have like a thousand dollars because we have the product for you (laughs) we also will remind you frequently to swallow just in case (laughs) (laughs) i guess it does have the water feature so you're not far off have you showered today (laughs) (laughs) you smell pretty bad yeah i can just smell you that's too much yeah 
All right, let's get this back on the rails. The Super Bowl <laughs> is tomorrow, and we are degenerates, and we like to bet on that, and therefore profit. So, Carter, I don't know if you've uh, already got any bets going, and Sean, I, uh, you know, we'll, we'll teach this as a bit of an education for you. So, you know, if uh, we're speaking too fast or you're using terms that you don't understand, <laughs> feel free to jump in and be like, "All right, guys, let's uh, let's calm this down." Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, and Danny, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I know, I, I know, you already have some bets. So I don't know if you've uh, got them handy or if you uh, want a second to come up with them, but, um, you know, nothing like, because of course, you know, the, the party that you all had planned in your head because the health order ended on the fifth and the Super Bowl's on the seventh isn't going to happen, but I won't get into that. Uh, you're be sitting on your couch <laughs> alone. It's a soft spot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all alone in your house with nothing but your app and the ability to profit off the game that you're watching with some helpful tips from us here. So, um, the first one, I think, you know, again, we, uh, we love our parlays. Uh, of course you can't do much of a parlay, uh, in this one, but, uh, of course right now, and, oh, sorry, I just, uh, had something else on it's minus three, uh, of course for the bucks, uh, plus three, uh, or sorry, minus three for the chiefs. And, uh, the over is set at 56. So again, I don't know if you guys have already jumped on that one. I'll, uh, I'll save my pick to last unless you guys want another second. And uh, my guess here is you got to go Chiefs, right? Like, all right, yeah, Chiefs to me are the favorite. Yeah, like, (laughs) yeah, like this is unexpected to to have me started off, but (laughs) yeah, yeah, sorry, I didn't think to throw to you first, Sean, but uh, it seems we've got this prepared, so my my apologies. But uh, like, you got to go Chiefs, right? Like, to me, that's the favorite coming into it, and if they've got better odds, like, I've got that right, right? Like, minus three sorry so so essentially again when it's minus three or plus three it's easier i guess to explain the plus imagine the game starts the bucks already are up three nothing okay gotcha so plus so again, three is know, like it, it's, advantage it's their way that. of trying to make it more even again you know already throwing some points to the uh you know team who's expected you know to lose or, or not do as well so, they, so it's like know, golf score you want goal. the lower score you want to bet on the lower score well, it depends. Again, now, if you like the Chiefs and you think, hey, they're easily going to be able to beat them by at least a field goal, then you take Chiefs minus three. Mm, you know, because, okay. again, if they win by seven or if they win by three and a half or you know, four, then you, of course, win the bet. Okay. Okay. That's cool. So, so again, so maybe, again, you like the box because, again, of course, I, you know, on, on paper, the Chiefs are the favorite. But I think right. we also have to consider, and I, you know, I'm sure Carter's already starting to grin here, uh, that the Bucks are playing at home. And I don't know. The NFL has maybe a history of liking their boy, Tom Brady. <clears throat> and yeah. I wouldn't expect down the line officiating tomorrow. I think the Chiefs would lock in 60-40 right now. So, you know, again. So biased. So biased. Malcolm hates Brady. I hate Brady. I'll get that right I, off the I top. Can, I, I can understand honestly, that. I'm surprised Malcolm didn't start this episode <laughs> off. Like, just expect uh, some slightly deflated balls tomorrow. Just uh, just throwing I, I, it out there. Some I, I wouldn't know why rafts. you wouldn't look at them. I don't know why you wouldn't look at them. <laughs> why you wouldn't? <laughs> <laughs> just to throw them off. Just to throw them off. Be like, hey, Listen, hey Tom, let's see. No, no, no. We know what you do. Let's see that. Give All me right. your phone. Looks pretty good. Yeah. Right, I guess yeah. we can trust you. If I'm Andy Reid, I'm walking right up to the refs and like right up to the balls and making a big spectacle out of it too. I want Tom to see it. I want yes. him to know. Yes. Oh, Matt, I would kill for that. That'd be amazing. What a power move! Such a head game. 
Yeah. Oh, and you know Bruce Arians would just fly off the handle and freak out. I want yeah, I want a coach's fight before kickoff, please. Oh man, if, if, yeah, I, I'll look for the prop bet on that. I don't know if it exists, but uh, yeah. that would be pretty fantastic because I'm sure there'd be Mass some pretty on, gloves off. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine that both coaches get uh, ejected before the game starts? Both head coaches are out. Oh, man. <laughs> that go down as like my favorite Super Bowl of all time. <laughs> <laughs> wow, then that's a bull take, Sean. Really, eh? Yeah, that'd be that'd be my favorite one. As a Seahawks fan who have, who has watched them win a Super Bowl, it would be my this, favorite since Madonna did the Super is. Bowl halftime show. <laughs> it has nothing to yeah. do with the on the field yeah product. It's strictly before yeah. the game. Yeah. yeah, that's how big right. of a football fan I am. <laughs> so, so again, Sean, do you want to lock lock in? Are you going Bucks here, or are you going uh, you know Chiefs with the the spread? I I do think Chiefs take it. So I I just don't see any way that. They could, to me, the Chiefs are just so much more prolific that, I mean, I, I just, I would go in on, I would go in on Chiefs. All right. Personally. Perfect. That's the answer I wanted to hear. Danny, how about you? Yeah, I have to take the Chiefs as well. I know last time when they played in week 12, uh, the Chiefs did win by three. It was 27-24. And I think everyone's talking a lot about how Tampa Bay's improved and now they have more info on how to stop the Chiefs I just think you can't do it and the Chiefs also have more info on Tampa Bay Tampa Bay has been really hot too they haven't actually lost since week 12 when they lost to the Chiefs so they've been yeah on fire but I still think there's it's impossible to stop Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill as well they'll probably double cover Tyreek Hill and then leave Travis Kelsey wide open to do his thing well not wide open but more open to do his thing too and I think with both those guys on the field it's pick your poison who you want to double cover and the other one's going to explode and expose you so do you also want to throw in the over under on that one to to make it a parlay at 56 yeah I'll I'll say I'd take the the chief I'll say the chiefs by touchdown Okay, so you're definitely I'll, happy with them. The over is over under okay. seven fifty six total points. Yeah, so again, and you, t- can, you can parlay the two. And, I'll parlay, uh, yeah, I'll yeah. parlay the two, and I know so, on some apps you can like up it to what you think they're going to win by, and then increase the odds as well. Yeah, which I like to do in basketball. Too. Yeah, alternate <laughs> points. I, I I'm not. I used to play basketball. I used to be, uh, you know, I was a Grizzlies fan, and then went to the Sacramento Kings, and then I just got dis- disheartened by all those series against the Lakers where oh, okay. the, again, up. you know, <laughs> the 60, 40 officiating that was, you know, 75, 25. And I just got disheartened watching and I just couldn't after that. So I very, very loosely watch basketball now, but I just you, can't you cheer for the Kings. That, that was your next go-to. Yeah. <laughs> Chris Weber. Okay. Okay. Pedro Stryakovic. Mike Bibby. Well, that was it, actually. It was because Bibby went right. there after, right? Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Okay. That, that makes more sense. I was like, what on earth? Like, how did you jump to this, the worst team in California? Because <laughs> they were the worst team. And, and I like the underdog back in the day, too. Fair enough. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. <clears throat> See, and, I jumped uh, over to the Raptors because naturally. And then uh, that's been pretty awesome the last couple of years. But uh, it, was, it was dark for, for quite a few. 
My Stark hatred, this hatred year for too. the Toronto Maple Leafs runs too deep to yes. share for a Leaf or, you know, like it's the same fans. So again, it was my same logic because of course, Sam's a big Patriots fan as I'm sure many people know. And of course that was always one of my arguments with her is that, you know, the same people who are cheering for the Patriots also celebrated the Bruins cup win. You know that, right? Mm-hmm. I, I don't That's want to have success. I've, I've tried every angle I've tried, I've tried yeah. and I failed. I, I can't cheer for the Raptors either. Like my all my sisters do. I just couldn't. So and it was hard for me after to like be like really loyal to a fan. And then I just liked Embiid when he got drafted to the Sixers. And they were in last place or like second last place. So I was like, oh, I'll just cheer for them being a Canucks fan. They're shit. I like I feel like <laughs> yeah. if I'm Jesus. jumping on yeah, I'm jumping on a bandwagon team, might as well start from like a crap team. So like now that they're first in the east it's kind of fun but like just because we're on the west coast i end up watching a lot of portland trailblazer games and because mm-hmm. dean lillard's Portland's so fun cool. yeah yeah and he's entertaining too yeah and i also love the denver nuggets because of jamal murray and nikola Jokic. Yes. yeah they're just so much fun to watch and it's the stupid bet builders because i'll do like one dollar two dollar bet builders on the game so Been you just there. pick Oh, yeah. So you're just picking like what assists you're going to get, points, rebounds, steals, blocks, who's going to win by how much, all different things. You can do like a bunch of different combos. So I'll do, yeah, like a $2 one. You can win like 60 bucks off a two bucks if they all hit. So it's been, yeah, making me more of a degenerate and watching a lot more basketball with these stupid vet builders. (laughs) That's awesome. I think think the thing that got me over to the Raptors was Vinsanity, right? Like it's just that was just so much fun. Like, I, I don't know. Vince Carter was, where was that? I, I couldn't, I couldn't, uh, to, at that age, there was no, uh, like these are Leafs fans. This is Toronto. This is, mm-hmm. it was like, this is the one team left in Canada and it's got Vince Carter on it. That's, that's pretty dope. <laughs> so yeah. I, I bought my Canucks. allegiance. I went to connect games with my grandpa and be like, you see those guys? We hate those guys. Those. <laughs> <laughs> I understood I very young. Yeah. Yeah, all the yeah. time at the early start times, my dad would just be ranting and so angry. Like, I just remember that as like a kid. Yeah. Like all the time, it was like always a big deal. And the Leafs, yeah, the four o'clock start times. Yeah. I just knew early on. It's like, Oh, the Leafs oh. are the absolute worst. We don't like the Leafs. <laughs> Missed the goddamn yeah. first period. <laughs> 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 all right carter awesome. how about you buddy you got the uh well, my bet yeah do I have to play guess. devil's you advocate box? here do you got the box? devil's advocate because really? i will yeah surprising I will play devil's advocate. <laughs> mm-hmm. listen i don't want to get into this tom brady goat thing because everybody knows that he's the goat and if We're malcolm gonna. starts talking this will We're be gonna. like a two-hour pod but listen i i've lost lots of money betting because i've bet with my heart and I think that with the Super Bowl, it's hard to, you're right. It's totally hard not to take the Chiefs. But if you're actually looking to make money, you can do it other ways than betting money line and supporting the Bucks, right? So some really good odds are like plus 400 for the Bucks to win uh, by one to six points, right? And if you're taking the Chiefs, and I know Danny already said by seven, but if you took the Chiefs to win by seven to 12 points, your odds are plus 550. Right. So those are some pretty damn good odds for the Chiefs to win. Right. And win by more than a touchdown. So, I mean, look at it that way. Um, I know a lot of people are betting on the interceptions for Brady. Right. He he's not perfect. He's goat, but he's not perfect. All right. He's going to throw maybe an INT here and there. I think another really good play actually is sacks as well. Right. It's this whole thing about who's going to score more points, who's going to 
you know, take the over, take the over. Well, let's be real. The defenses know what they have to do and they have to bring pressure on the quarterback. And it's going to be a slaughter on the O and D line, right? Like those guys are going to be punching, you know, tooth and nail to get at the other QB. So I think that like, oh, I don't know what the over under is. I mean, I think it's like one or, or, or three maybe, but that's another one to hammer, right? Is, is how many sacks these, team, these guys are going to get. Now, in terms of NBA, I'd cheer for the players. <laughs> like, I just honestly, want everyone to have a good time, eh? <laughs> no, no, but listen, we're, we're, in, we're in like a century where there's just so many studs and legends in the league, like Dame time. Like one of the most clutch players in, I don't want to say history, but in our, you know, this 10-year century, right? No one's been like Damian Lillard, right? LeBron James, love him or hate him. That guy's put up points like no other player in, in, in the history of the game, right? Kobe, you know, what an absolute legend. He, you know, his legacy will never die. But you're also looking at some upcoming players who have put up numbers that have never been seen before. Like Ja Morant last year, oh my word. Like took, taking the Grizzlies to a whole nother like step in one year, right? Even look a little mellow ball. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Even ball with the Hornets put up 32 the other night. They look like a totally different team. Right, they they added sure. some players here and there, but like Lamelo's totally changed that franchise, and it hasn't even been a full season yet. So, um, yeah, a couple things to look for. I'm a sports fan, you know. I grew up with no cable, so I had NESN. That's why I, I'm a big Red Sox fan. Um, I don't cheer for the Bruins, but I, I understand Malcolm's theory. Yeah, I was just gonna. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's it's a battle in our household though, because my dad's a big Bruins fan. No, it's uh, yeah. The the TV is hard to come by in my household. I'll be watching the Canucks game. He'll be like, "I bought it. All right, click. We're gonna be watching, you know, tennis." And I'm like, "What the? Fine, I'll go stream it on my laptop." <laughs> Jerk. With the with the schedule this year, I've actually watched a lot of Boston games, a lot more Boston games than typical, just because they're usually starting a little bit earlier than a lot of the other games. So, um. I just have to say, I absolutely hate, absolutely hate their commentating so much. Like, I, I've never hated a broadcast team. Like, I hate the Boston Bruins broadcast team. It just, Brad Edwards drives me bananas. <laughs> yeah, I just I also I can't. Hate, I also hate that I didn't take Pasternak in any of my fantasy leagues. Like, how, oh. like... He slipped so far down because he was injured and he comes back and he's putting up these kinds of numbers. Like, man, make me feel like an idiot. Why don't you? Okay. I have a tragic story with that. Um, my one pool, I have Bergeron and Marshan, and I let Pasternak slip because uh, he was injured. And then he got snagged up before I could grab him with one of my later picks. And I've recently tried to trade for him to get the full line. And I, I, there's obviously no way that I'm trading for him. Have, but, have uh, any of you guys experienced so uh, a trade from Sean? Yes. Out of curiosity. I, I he found his some of the most fair. ridiculous trades you'll ever receive <laughs> I send bad in a fantasy trade. hockey league. Like, absolutely <laughs> awful. Like, he's Go for to, the rape every right? time. <laughs> every time. Yeah. He's trying to pawn off Radulov to me like he's worth something. Like, buddy, it's not my first year. <laughs> I try he to didn't, remember he didn't who send it is that has Radulov, and I'm like, I, you know, I'm ageist. There's no way I'm taking a 34 year old. <laughs> right? Yeah. He's been decent though. 
Oh, he's decent. decent. Oh, wow. Yes. Decent. I mean, like, there's a couple times where I can't remember who has in our league that, like, Danny's in our our one league, too. And, like, I've tried to get Pedersen when he was really struggling early on. And uh, just try to get him for pennies, right? Like, just offering, like, the worst possible trades and just declined every time and i'm like Su- suban for pd this is a good deal you're gonna want to buy healthy, though. malcolm suban yeah <laughs> not even pk <laughs> picks the guy up off of waivers and offers you for pd yeah that's what i was doing i was picking guys off of waivers. Oh, dude. <laughs> and you were so happy with your kirill kaprizov pick and then you drop him yeah oh, yeah yeah, I was I was pretty hyped for him, and I still am. I I still think he ends up winning the Calder, but the rookie class this year isn't like what it was last year, for sure. And Danny, do you want to explain what happened with your team? Because I uh, I'm not seeing a lot of <laughs> stars yeah. or reason for hope. It's it's looking pretty mediocre, to be honest. I I know I need to work the waiver wire. That's for sure. That's for <laughs> sure. Oh my god. Yeah. Um, two years ago I won and I won really boringly in a league strictly off of math and I made spreadsheets and I just worked <laughs> players that were multi-positioned so I would literally have players playing all the time and just worked a bench that way and I like just annihilated everybody and I actually just did it purely off math and a spreadsheet <laughs> like, no, like it was all stats no don't tell the bronze fantasy football wow, yeah. god <laughs> We'll work out a trade later. Yeah, I need to get my spreadsheets going, and then watch, watch yeah. out though. He'll 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 try and send something nasty like a Kopitar, uh, Radulov <laughs> for Huberto and Gaudreau. Kopitar has been great. No, listen. Been... I just looked back in my email. That was a trade. It was Kopitar and Radulov <laughs> for Johnny Hockey and Huberto, and I'm like, is this guy drunk? Like it's like the middle of the day, and he thinks this is gonna work. <laughs> you know, yeah, I'm just sitting shoot, there right? eating lunch board. I'm like, you he's know, what? I'm, gonna, his, petting his I'm just cat. gonna shoot. Like, what, what should we do? <laughs> shoot or shoot? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like goldfish. Mm, what should we make a trade for today? Who is that? I think Copenhagen. Let's try and get Johnny Evil? Hockey mini me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I picked You're Kopitar up off Was that waivers. supposed to be Dr. Evil? Amazing. Yeah, my Dr. Evil is not a great... Let's hear your impression, Malcolm. That'd be great. Yeah. <clears throat> hey, it's freaking Mini-Me. <laughs> Throw That's me a freaking bone here. <laughs> I'm the Throw boss. The Need the info. <laughs> Need to, like, come up with some of the lines. Admittedly, it has been a minute. Freaking laser beams. <laughs> All I asked yeah. was for sharks with freaking laser beams on their freaking heads. <laughs> Get me Goldfinger. <laughs> member. A gold member. Gold. I love gold. I love gold. And then I think the best line of that one, though, is the two things I can't stand are people intolerant of other people's cultures and the Dutch. Oh, and the Dutch. <laughs> Uh, oh, now I gotta go and watch, have a marathon. I could so, go for a marathon of Austin Powers. It's a, it's it's a very so good marathon. It absolutely yeah. holds up. Yeah, because <laughs> it's yeah. just absurd. You know, aware of itself. Where sometimes you watch some comedies and you're like, "Yeah, good thing you made that 15 years ago." <laughs> yeah. 
That's yes. what like I watched with like my dad and my sisters. Like I don't know why my dad's like, yeah, like family movie. Let's watch Austin Powers, especially when it came out. Just thinking back, like, what were you thinking, Dad? Like, right? Yeah, yeah. It feels a little inappropriate. Yeah. Yeah. Does we anyone remember it. the the Josh Hartnett movie Forty Days and Forty Nights? Yes, yes. yes. I actually rewatched that with my youngest sister because I was telling her about it. She's like, it's not a movie. And like early in quarantine, I was like, oh yeah, it is. From when I was like thirteen, <laughs> my younger sister tricked my parents into renting it, saying it was a movie about Lent. <laughs> what? <laughs> and we're literally no, watching no. it, and it's a line that we use all the time now. Is and my yeah. little sister goes, "Mom rented porn." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's the best one. Best thing about religious like moms is like with mine. I did that with American Pie actually. <laughs> my neighbor we were like oh it's not actually bad and like she's so naive about that stuff just in her little catholic bubble all the time so she just thought i was being honest like obviously not what 13 year old is honest and then she's <laughs> we're, like, not even, we're not even religious my, yeah. just like an american style pie that's yeah all. i'm just yeah. like yeah just i'm like fake. this is funny and they're i'm like they're just like friends in high school and like i just made up this big thing and she just went for it and like <laughs> American Pie was the first movie I remember like having to like conspire with my friends like how are we going to sneak into the theaters from this because there's no way our parents are going to let us. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so speaking of old movies that uh, we've recently rewatched, last night I watched both Kick-Ass movies again. It has been a minute. Like I forgot actually pretty much everything that happened in the second movie, but those those movies are really good. I, I forgot just how funny those were. I mean to give that one a watch because I don't know if I can really say You've I. You've never have. watched the Kick Ass movies? No. Some good oh. names. Are you confusing it with Jackass? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's Kick Ass. Yo, it's like oh. so Kick Ass is like a like a superhero spoof kind of idea, right? Like nobody actually has any powers, but like these comic book book nerds uh, decide that they're going to be superheroes, just build costumes and go out and fight crime, right? And you can see why it appeals to you. It, it ends up. <laughs> yeah. Sean, how many times in your adolescence yeah. did you dress up as a superhero? <laughs> right? You could be cat you could be catman. Cat Do you still man. have the cape? Do you still have the cape? Is what I want to know. <laughs> okay, actually, you know what? Yep. Speaking <laughs> on that, no, 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 no. This isn't what you think it is. It's even better. Okay. I'm going to grab it because I, I have it just freely available here. And, I right, sure it. And, and as you do, I'll lock in Carter's Super Bowl pick here. Or sorry, the, the you're, you're going Bucks plus three? Yeah, I take the Bucks plus three. And, 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 you like, and the over or under at 56? I take, uh, I take the over. I think it's just two offensive powerhouses. I think that the defense does well and, you know, get some sacks and maybe there's a couple INTs, but – I mean, let's be real. These these teams are powerhouses, and they're going to put up some points. Yeah. They're, oh like, there's... my <laughs> word! Yes, <laughs> yes. I New think this should be coming in hot. Oh, I love this so much. I okay. Please don't I bought this up. Canucks Luchador <laughs> mask on Facebook Marketplace for four dollars. <laughs> Best four dollars so I have ever spent. <laughs> well, I cleaned clean that thing, buddy. <laughs> but <laughs> I can't. 
can't see really anything. I got uh-huh. a second hand for four dollars. <laughs> four dollars. <laughs> Uh, I think. Oh my god! I think this could be my new profile pic. I think it should be. (laughs) I'm surprised it hasn't been already. Honestly, like how incredible is this? New face of the franchise. It is a ten. So I'm ready. Like I'm ready. Next time the Canucks in like 2045 make the Stanley Cup Finals with a new general manager, I'm gonna wear this (laughs) to the parade. an old man with your grandkids i would yeah, honestly Sean, like I, would just love, I would just love to see you at a game wearing that like oh, if man. i'm if i'm roaming around the the court the court area you know drinking beers and i see you wearing this the canucks i'll lose it <laughs> i'll do it next I'll time forget, i'll forget about the it. game entirely like it would just <laughs> oh man that it'll be, be like rich. this massive blowout loss and i'll yeah. just be chilling there with my luchador mask <laughs> Everybody charge people it, for pictures. West. Yeah, <laughs> it'd be amazing. Yeah, no, and I, I think that has to happen. Next time we're allowed in the buildings, next game I get to go to. You know what? Actually, even better idea. Come. When the when the Canucks start putting, uh, like the World Juniors had, they had the fan cam. You've got yes. to be on it, right? <laughs> and you need a shirt that says Sean Yeh. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just no, go shirtless and like body paint Sean Ye onto my chest. Yeah. Yeah. Just the worst unsightly thing. Some free press. Yeah. 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 That's <laughs> I had to share that with you guys though. We'll have to clip that so people know what's happening. But thank you very much. Had to much. share that with you guys. Yeah. So, uh, getting back to a couple more bets so we can make a little bit more money tomorrow. Um, I don't know, uh, again, Carter and Danny brought up actually some really good points about the game flow and, and certain things that, you know, either kind of, you know, need to happen uh, for either team to win. Uh, you know, Danny, of course, I, I think, you know, everyone has gone, oh, you, yeah, you just double Tyree kill and, you know, shut down that option. I don't know if the Bucks have the weapons or, you know, the players who can shut down Tyree kill. Their safeties aren't great. Uh, as you said, you know, uh, that would be a lot on Davis. Uh, so, you know, again, is that the way to go? I'm kind of thinking they may be smarter to double Travis Kelsey because, of course, at least they can do that. And at least then they're not having two weapons that can burn. Because, of course, again, if you're doubling Tyreek Hill, he can still burn you. And you only, you know, have Kelsey in single man coverage. You're going to be in a lot of trouble. So, you know, that's kind of one of the reasons that I think, you know, over at 56 here is an absolute given you know as much as i don't like brady there's no way he just doesn't show up for this game and they put no points on the board right and mahomes needs one quarter to win a super bowl as i'm sorry i don't need to tell you danny uh but you know he can he can turn it on that quick right so you know you know even if the and and again game flow wise i fully expect the bucks to get the first touchdown that's kind of another MO of, of theirs. You know, they'll go down real st- safe and steady, a whole bunch of nice little check downs, a whole bunch of other players, they have a bunch of spectacular plays, and then Brady, Brady will get all the credit. And uh, and then Mahomes <laughs> will come back. And again, I as think... As he should. As he should get all the credit. Just no he really, right? at all. Yeah. March that team down the field. Malcolm Butler's interception. A lot of people actually don't talk about this. That's on Tom Brady. Without Tom Brady on the sidelines? I don't know why you're talking about it. 
because the number of plays, and this is my frustration. Like, again, I'm a, I'm a new football fan. I grew up playing uh, rugby. So again, it was always kind of like the anti, you know, uh, football. So again, it wasn't until the last lockout that I'm like, fuck hockey. I'm so pissed. They're taking this away from me again. What I need is a sport so big that they'll never take it away from us. And, you know, you land on the NFL pretty quickly. And then I did something really smart. I'm like, you know what? I need a team. And uh, you know who looks really good? Because I also really hated Michael Vick at the time for obvious reasons. I like this RG3 guy in the Washington Redskins. I think they're going places. And uh, so I learned, you know, the hard way of what it was like to be a fan. And uh, again, so I, I, you know, watching, I'm watching these Super Bowls. I'm watching these games. And I just don't see what it is that Tom Brady does that makes him so special or, you know, makes him the goat or, or credits him to, you know, winning all these things. Again, it's, you know, the, the team wins the Super Bowl. And again, if you look at the individual kind of game breaking or game changing plays, Tom Brady's rarely got a ton to do with them. Again, smart, stable, obviously again, very cerebral knows what he's doing after playing for as long as he has. But uh, again, you know, when you go back and look at the big plays in those Super Bowls, you know, Tom Brady's not really relevant on them. So anyways, again, I'd love for someone to be able to explain to me and it makes sense why Tom Brady is so good. Because again, from just watching the games, I don't see it. My, my kind of theory is he's great because he's great and everyone treats him like he's great. So his teammates love playing for him. You know, the refs kind of go, well, hey, if Tom didn't make the pass, he probably was interfered with or his interceiver was probably interfered with. And it's just this ultimate self-fulfilling prophecy in this one man. And uh, <clears throat> it's the hill I'll die on is that he's the most overrated athlete of all time. But uh, if Carter, you don't want to get into it too much, I respect that. Uh, but anyways, well, that was a very long way of saying, all right, go ahead. Your counter, no, I don't, please tell let, me. Listen, listen, because we'll go back and forth. But Sam would be proud of me. That's all hearsay. <laughs> that's it that's the argument <laughs> all right <laughs> Listen, but i think you also you also have to think about uh, like he's the leader of the team he runs the offense like i get brad's point about oh you know he's a quarterback's q or a, a coach's qb systems right he does yeah. systems quarterback or whatever at the end of the day he's got to make the pass right he's a pocket passer he sits in the pocket he sucks it up takes his balls deep up and he just stands there and slings the ball, right? Mahomes is magic comes from outside in a route to a yeah very West Coast another. offense style. So let me let me say this though: if it's so easy, why aren't other quarterbacks doing it so well? Like he makes the pass when it needs to be made, right? He makes the plays, he gets the he gets the job done. And quarterbacks don't have six Super Bowl rings like Tom does because they haven't been able to do that. Like I I They're get it. All, that's again where the Bill Belichick argument comes in and again the rest of the team I don't know Danny if you wanted to jump in there uh yeah I think too this year we've seen Tom Brady um because Bruce Arians quarterback system he likes the big plays quarterbacks throw interceptions in Bruce Arians system he likes to throw the ball down the field that's just the way it is and Tom Brady has been a lot more susceptible to interceptions this year. So that shows us too, now that he's had to make those big plays a lot more, he does throw more picks and his defenses. He's always had like decently strong defenses, like 
last week in the um, NFC championship game, the defense really led the way and provided stops against Aaron Rodgers. They were all over him and sacking him. Like JPP was a monster going up against the backup left tackle. And he'll actually get to do that again in the chiefs game with Eric Fisher out. So that's uh, maybe some prop bets to look for JPP sacks. But um, yeah, so I think that Tom Brady is really good. I don't think he is like this greatest of all time, like the ultimate quarterback. I think we will see players too, like Patrick Mahomes will win this game and go on to show us in the future. Like I think Patrick Mahomes will probably win at least four Super Bowls in his career, which is pretty absurd nowadays too. And I am like a Joe Montana girl always and forever, so... Joe Montana is the greatest of all time there because too <laughs> Joe Montana No, and his comebacks are absolutely absurdly insane and there isn't these like tuck rules that get put in place like what quarterback gets rules created for him like Tom Brady does like Yeah, one guy. Yeah. And and again in that last game, he as Danny pointed out earlier threw three straight interceptions in the third quarter. He almost handed the game away three times. If, if it wasn't for the Bucks defense, they absolutely would have lost that game. But again, after the game, what's everyone talking about? Oh, Tom Brady on his way to his, you know, next Super Bowl. Like, he didn't yeah. even play good. He didn't even <laughs> play, play terribly. Yeah. The last Super Bowl he won, he threw like what? Like six passes and had one touchdown against the Rams? Like again, if the Rams literally didn't just not show up at all, there's no way they would have won that one. Right. Again, I think, though, I you have to understand, though, the hype is <clears throat> the history. Like, he's, it's again, not like, oh, my that's word, my Tom best Brady theory took on them it. to it's the a Super Bowl. Prophecy. It's Tom Brady is going to his seventh Super Bowl as the quarterback. He's going to his tenth right. Super Bowl. Remember the ones he lost? No. Sorry, Eli Manning. Eli Manning and Nick Foles. Just oh, like sorry, well, oh, oh, that's oh, one thing in this oh, game oh, is he has to go oh. up against Steve Spagnolo again. And Steve Spagnolo is the defensive coordinator that Tom Brady cannot beat in the Super Bowl. So that's another yeah, two and fun three thing versus seven Super Bowls. Yeah. I, I after all <laughs> this, I'm even more convinced of my pick of the Chiefs. Like <laughs> I, I feel even more locked in on that. Like they're they're so they're such a special team. Like they are. I mean, they're just phenomenal. The way they're built is like just stupid, right? It's like uh, how it's like the Dodgers in baseball. It's like, yeah. how do you have so many good players? Like, what? Well, and, and that's one thing I won't pretend to know is the NFL salary cap because it doesn't make any sense to me. It's not real. It's, it's not real. Yeah. Because, <laughs> it's, it's like, again, the Chiefs uh, just kept at, like, oh, well, you just signed Mahomes to this, you know, biggest deal of all time. Oh, and then Travis Kelsey, no problem. Oh, and Tyreek Hill, no problem. It's like, what? guaranteed money and then you can just cut them and not like and then it's just like right off the books like it's nothing and yeah yeah. i i I will not pretend that i understand how the cap works in that world what so yeah buyouts and cuts and stuff don't affect you at all yeah so you just sign whatever you want like yeah yeah you just have to have someone who's yeah creative (laughs) and you're good yeah jim benning would be an amazing nfl gm you could just go inside anybody he wants and then as soon as they're bad the next season he could just start cutting them left right and center except what he no would do is give everybody guaranteed money and that's where yeah. you get screwed over yeah. <laughs> like, he's the only one giving everyone fat guaranteed money everyone's signing and then he's just fully guaranteed nice yeah yeah. That, yeah yeah are we gonna do are we gonna do some canucks talk uh, let's let's wind up our football talk yeah. and get to the Canucks talk. So, yeah. okay. so let's I, lo- just... I love hearing some Sean Canucks talk. 
it, it's oh, pretty it's pretty exciting <laughs> um so I'll just open up before then. Does anyone else have any other bets that they place that they're confident in or think are going to be, you know, uh, worth repeating at least? Okay. This is the very cheeky bet. And I did it actually to open the very first game of the season for um, the Bucks. I put $5 on Tom Brady to score a rushing touchdown because this is my, th- and he did. He scores like probably three a year, but, and he's good at the quarterback sneak. And the reasoning why is I just think he's old and he just wants to show the doubters, like, look what I can do. And just a cocky old man move. Tom Brady, rushing touchdown. The the master of the quarterback sneak. No one can do a quarterback sneak like Tom Brady. And that's why he's the goat. Yeah. You're right. (laughs) Yeah. This is for you, Giselle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Let's talk about Giselle. Giselle's no like money compared to Tom's. Have you seen that? No, I Giselle haven't. Giselle makes absolute bank. It makes Tom's like net worth look like pennies. Pennies. And, and another, that's why she I'm wants to retire. I'm going to look it up. It's something we're And another yes. story that doesn't get any play because, again, I'm going to go out on a limb and suggest that every other NFL player in the league is the primary income earner in that household. When oh, you're not. Okay, are you ready? Are you ready? He's for not just number? not the goat. He's not even a breadwinner. <laughs> so he's a trophy okay. husband, literally. L- listen to this: Giselle's net worth four hundred million. Bums, two hundred, yeah. double, half. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And and what he's done is he's taken less and been a great team guy, yeah. allowing the Patriots to spend elsewhere, where everyone else has had to pay up their quarter. I thought you were a new NFL fan. I, I then got, you know, I then kind of liked it and got into it a little bit. And then what happened was I played fantasy football one year, got my ass kicked, didn't like that at all, and uh, decided to remedy it. That's the I've way to get into football is fantasy football. One of my sisters did one league with me one year. Next year, she created her own league with her friends who don't like football. And now they all know everything about football. And it's just like, oh, so that's the way, like I've been telling my girlfriends a lot is gamble. Like you'll like bet dollar bets. <laughs> you like shit, money but, though, right? Yeah. yeah. And they're like, oh, this is so fun. And I'm like, yeah, like everyone's a little bit of a degenerate. You just got to try it. Yeah. All right. Here's you your half. Now, let's get on the cut. Yeah. Here we go. Time to drink. That's what I got to do that, I guess. I got to get more into fantasy football, not just watch like four games a year. Well, <laughs> you, you again, you just gain a such greater appreciation for the game because when you don't really understand it, it looks like a lot of people just standing around a lot of the time. Actually, I saw a funny meme. I'm like, my favorite part of the football game is when they get together each play and tell secrets. <laughs> like, it kind of looks like that, to be honest, if you really don't yeah, know what's going on. But when you appreciate just how highly specialized each athlete is and like that they're essentially the best thing in the world at doing that, kind of one of the things I often say is if you gave the NFL four years to train Olympic sports, I bet they beat the Olympians almost 10 times out of 10 because they're, you know, unfortunately, where what happens is these athletes start and they go, do I want to sprint or do I want to play football? And they go, I want to play football. So it attracts the best athletes in the, in the, you know, universe or world. And, you know, again, you see, you know, Australian rugby players and that come over and, you know, wow, they thought, you know, it was going to be easy. I, you know, I normally play 90 minutes and I play offense and defense. And of course, you know, these were all the things I used to say to my football friends when I was playing rugby. 
but then again, you, you gain an appreciation. It's just, you know, literally impossible to do what they do both mm-hmm. ways. There'd be just yeah. no teams would be decimated by, you know, mm-hmm. the third game. So anyways, there's too, my, you, uh, why you should watch You also football. have to, you also have to go to a football game. Like I didn't have an appreciation for, for, for football until I went and saw these monsters on the field, like six foot seven linebacker, like 250 pound, just absolute monster taking down another monster. Like, it's just, uh, to me, I was just like, this is like war. This is the coolest thing I get to bet on war. It, it's they, like monster they trucks, but humans. Some of those yeah. hits are, are like a car accident on the body. Yeah. Like that's the impact it has. So yeah, yeah again, you, you just kind of have to you grow to respect it. At least if you, if you like sports and you, you know, again, have, have the time to sit down and kind of appreciate the nuances of the game. Yeah. It's uh, it's pretty incredible. Yeah, go to a Seahawks game too. If you can go to a Seahawks yeah. game just to experience it. And I've, I've been in full 49ers, like jerseys, hats and stuff. And it's like, oh, Way they get fun. really upset. But yeah, it's really like one guy knocked my hat off my head one time. And then this, the other fans beside me felt so horrible. They paid for all my beer for the rest of the game. Just they <laughs> that's were like, awesome. Oh my God, that's so like, awful. And then the guy who knocked my hat off, he was going, birds are flying after the Seahawks got a first down and then knocked my hat off my head. And I was like... Like, um, you're like 40. Like, this is so what is it like that, man? Yeah, and then the, yeah, the guys beside were just like mortified on like, no like my behalf, and we're like, okay, like we've got like all your beer. So that was really sweet. And like the beer sweet. there is so much cheaper than at hockey games. Just so much. Well, yeah, just in America. Yeah. <laughs> well, because it's like your mortgage basically to get another beer at a hockey game. Yeah. Watery beer, yeah. <laughs> like it's just ridiculous. <laughs> like, like I'm beside the beer booth helping people out. Um, right, paying with my line of credit. It's like, oh, yeah. Let me, just run some, <laughs> let me just run some numbers here. I got to call my banker see if I'm allowed to do this. Will you take oh, installment payments some... on this? Yeah. Yeah. Let yeah. me just move some money around to see if I can order another beer. <laughs> So I, my last, I love going uh, to... my last two football picks, and then Sean yeah. will get into some hockey talk. Uh, I like again as we were kind of talking about there. I think Tyree Kill is going to be able to torch this secondary, so I've got him for three touchdowns because, of course, I love the big odds on that, uh, and they're plus fourteen hundred. So you know, a five dollar bet wins you seventy five bucks. So I think that one's good because, of course, also if he scores them early, you're going to get some pretty good early payout options. And then it's the really other touchdowns. One, like, Three touchdowns, yeah. I, I hit on it on Damian Williams last year, so I uh, maybe have a little bit of a, a halo effect, but uh, I often I think someone does go off for three, and I think that is your candidate. Um, and then the other one I've got is the alternate money line, uh, Chiefs minus nine and a half. So, you know, a touchdown and a field goal, or of course, you know, two touchdowns, I think that's very feasible. And of course, that's plus 180, so a little bit better odds there. Uh, so those, those are the other two that I've gotten. Of course, I do have the Chiefs, uh, and I did both parlays. I did a money line uh, plus 56, uh, or sorry, over 56, and uh, Chiefs minus three and a half at uh, over 56. Because again, betting on the under is betting against fun. So who does that? All right. So why don't we uh, start off? Because uh, we are on the eve of what could be a very, very significant game in this franchise's history, uh, coming up against the Leafs again. Uh, we don't need to recant what happened last time. I think we all know. Uh, but maybe, Sean, why don't you start us off with some uh, thoughts on 
the Vancouver Canucks on the second of, or sorry, the sixth of February. Um, yeah, I mean we're uh, we're recording this just prior to kind of puck drop uh, for their second game against the Leafs, but I'm going to go ahead and use my crystal ball and say they lose this one. Um, and that's not me trying to be negative or anything, but if you look at the roster and what happened last game, I like they're ta- they they're sitting McEwen. Bertan and Gaudette, and they're putting Louis Erickson in. Like, are you, I, I just don't really, like, I, I don't really understand what that is supposed to do here. Like, uh, aside from trying to stop some of the goals against, but that's not necessarily their entire problem, right? Like, systemically, they're in an, a, just a gigantic mess. They can't break out properly very well. They get, they can score goals but they let in like a million against. So what's the point? Like, you know, we're letting in an average of five goals a game against what team is able to overcome that. And I just, I don't see how now nullifying one of your best lines or pretty much your best line up to this point in Horvat Pearson and Hoaglander, and now taking Hoaglander pretty much the key piece of that entire cog taking him off that line and injecting Louis Erickson is going to help anything here. So I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say they lose this one. And <laughs> I mean, what, what does that mean for the rest of, for the rest of the picture? I don't really know. Like the, the seat I don't think can get much hotter for, for Benning. Uh, it's going to get only hotter if they end up getting swept by the Leafs. Like, I don't know about you guys, but I just, I'm just staring at the clock wondering when they're going to do the inevitable at this point. Like I almost, like I actually kind of feel bad for Benning at this point. Like, why is he still in his job? <laughs> like I feel bad for him. Everybody's kicking him. Like at what point are you going to let the guy, poor guy lo- go? There's a, a Twitter account um, that tweeted out yesterday and I don't know. I'm just naive, I guess, but it was a uh, Dick Rollywall, and I didn't read it at first. <laughs> But it said yeah, Canucks are in talks with Mark Crawford and Willie Desjardins, and I was like, "What? <laughs> like, w- no! <laughs> this is like..." A- <laughs> but then uh, I was quickly, you know, smart enough to actually look at the account and. I, am get, so I can understand you falling for it. Yeah, uh, I can understand I mean, you falling for it because we clearly are in the worst and darkest timeline. We've talked about this already. <laughs> I feel like we are in the worst and darkest timeline. <laughs> Where like the P- halfway through the ELCs of two of the best players we've ever had in franchise history, COVID hits, and then their last year of that deal, they start struggling. We go all in on a bubble year, and then end up so cap strapped that we can't get them any sort of help. And <laughs> like we are in the darkest timeline. Hundred percent. I, I cannot imagine it getting any worse than what is currently happening for the poor Vancouver Canucks. But that's and the positive side of things. I like the way you think. I'm scared though because the cap situation isn't getting better, and we're gonna oh. get. We should have got. I honestly think Jim Benning should have been fired last year because we knew this year we were gonna be in cap hell. Next year we're also gonna be in cap hell. So once we replace Jim Benning this poor next GM is just going to have like a couple years of just like shit to deal with. We're going to have to suck it up. Hopefully he can salvage something with Pedersen and Hughes because they seem very unhappy right now. 
they're not playing their best, obviously. And I think they, they're capable of better playing better. Um, I just think they're just in a shitty situation and I don't blame them for just kind of playing the way they are. It sucks as a fan to watch though. Um, I do question Travis Green a bit. I'm a huge fan of his, but um, like Sean, you said, putting Pearson with Pedersen, I don't like that like whatsoever. That is just uh, very questionable to me, especially because, yeah, like you said, Bo Hoglander and Pearson are playing so well. And I, I don't know. I wouldn't want to disrupt anything with Hoglander at all right now. It's one of our bright spots this year. I, yeah, I'm not looking forward to this game coming up in a half hour, but just, yeah, just like end the season now and just no. like, let's like get rid of Benning. <laughs> like, let's just move on. Like, I hate it all. <laughs> like, as I want to restart COVID, now. Like, <laughs> yeah, if, yeah, if, yeah, we're going to be a, like starting now. Yeah. I, I think if there was to be a season though. trimmed short because of COVID. This one yeah. feels right yeah. for a yeah. definitely, definitely an asterisk. <laughs> yeah. Definitely an asterisk. I'm telling you that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Danny, I think you hit on the, the point, though. Again, you know, the lineup typically, when you make drastic lineup changes like this, is about sending a message. And that's what you're doing by sitting some of the guys that you're doing. But then you're also the clear one bright spot of our team so far has been Hoglander. And you're now taking him and demoting him to the bottom six. So you know, any message, like, it's just such a weird mixed message. And again, I'm, I'm a Travis Green fan too. I don't think he's the greatest coach in the world or anything like that. Or, you know, we're, we're absolutely hor- you know, hosed if we lose him. My direct concern though, is it seems Ian Clark is pretty closely tied with Travis Green. So again, I'd love to know a little bit more of how contingent that relationship is on, or, you know, you know, Ian Clark coming back, you know, is Travis, if Travis is gone, does that mean Ian, Ian's gone? Well, okay, maybe I'm a little bit more interested in bringing Travis back right now. And, you know, again, I, I think, you know, uh, of course, you know, what's a GM going to do, you know, kind of like Bill Belichick, you know, he's not on the field, he's not on the ice, like, it's not like he can, you know, score some goals or, you know, stop some pucks. Uh, but again, it's about the messaging. And I think, again, what's also pretty clear, because it's also a bit of a similar pattern to the end of the Gillis era, it's pretty clear the handcuffs have been put on Benning to not be able to buy out anyone, you know, to defer any salary bonuses or anything like that. It was like, no, 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 like, here's your bed, you sleep in it, and then we're, we're going to move on. So again, I think a new GM will come in and will have the ability to buy some out. Now, again, I know Aquilini is, you know, strapped for cash. And of course, there's tons of rumors that he's looking to potentially even sell the team. But again, I think he also knows that he needs the business to be looking as good as possible for when that happens. And he certainly doesn't want a team that looks like it's got a whole bunch of dead money on the books. Because of course, I think that's going to, you know, distract people a lot more than, you know, the couple of million bucks that it's going to cost them to, you know, to make those transactions. And then there's even going to be, I think, you know, the potential for, you know, having to use some of these picks that we, you know, have to get away from, you know, a Roussel or a Beagle. My hope, though, is, and of course, I've been hopeful for this the last two years, but hear me out this time, is that Louis Erickson will retire after he gets his bonus in July this year, because after he gets that $3 million bonus, there's only a million dollars of salary. So again, does he really want to suck up either, you know, being, you know, in the press box or, you know, potentially or hopefully being in the A in a normal world next year for a million bucks. I'm going to guess he probably doesn't do that after he collects his $3 million bonus July 1st. And again, you walk away from a $6 million cap hit at that point. So 
as doom and gloom as I normally am. It's nice to be the positive one for once. Uh, so everyone make a mental note of that. We'll have to get the uh, time yeah. stamp here for everyone there. Uh, but yeah, there you go. Um, well, and Danny hit it on the head too, saying like this cap situation isn't getting better next year, right? Like we're, we're, and I know like a lot of people seem to like, I put out a poll this week and it was like, what, what is harder drafting Pedersen and Hughes or signing Pedersen and Hughes. And people are like, well, signing is so easy. You just give them money and then they sign the contract. And I'm like, well, obviously aside from the literal action of signing the contract, it's, it's obviously a lot harder because of the cap situation. And, and like people like to point at, Oh, there's so much, so much money coming off the books, but like, those are jobs that also need to be replaced at the same time. And if we're talking that Patterson and Hughes likely go from under a million dollar contracts each to much closer to $10 million each, that is a, that is a huge growth. And that's pretty much all your cap gone. And you still have Demco. uh, You still have all the replacements for those guys that are leaving. I I just, it's not going to get better in one year. It's not going to, it might even be a couple years, right? Like we went, I don't think people realize just how all in Jim Benning went last year, right? Like he went all in last year. And we were saying that uh, at the time, like back with the JT Miller trade happened, we're like, okay, he's going all in. Uh, Toffoli cemented that. And now here we sit and it's like, okay, we went all in. What did it get us? It got us one playoff round win. Um those were some great points brought up on that excellent episode of the VanCast. Uh, you know, Tom said, or, you know, I guess J Pat was like, you know, what's happened is if you remember the pre-bubble team, we pretty much just picked up where we left off from, from that team, throw out the bubble. And of course, again, we were all so excited about that valuable playoff experience we got. And again, you know, Bo certainly took a step and I think he's maintained that. And without those playoffs, we wouldn't have seen enough from Demko to, you know, have the ability to walk away. So we probably would have been tied to that Markstrom contract, which again would have helped maybe today, but was certainly not going to help with that cap allocation situation down the road. So, you know, it's, it's tough. It's, it's certainly not an easy job, but I think again, you know, also these GMs have egos and they come in and they go, you know, Oh, I can do this. And uh, you know, again, I think, you know, thankfully too, Benning seems to go in it, or sorry, Aquilini seems to go in a different direction each time he fires his GM, you know, known as the Gillis, Gillis to Benning. You know, those are obviously some pretty drastic different directions. And I think, and hopefully he's learned from some of his mistakes. Like again, criticism that he was too impatient with Ben or sorry with Gillis. Now he's been too patient with Benning. So sometimes he maybe even overcorrects some of these things. So again, hopefully with the next one, he kind of understands, listen, I need someone with some experience. Uh, you know, again, I think Ron Hextall is probably, you know, kind of the name at the top of my list now that I've done a little bit more digging, uh, you know, especially now that Chris Drury has kind of been locked in as an AGM over in New York. Uh, so, you know, again, it, it's going to be interesting. Of, of course, it's, you know, it's just, it's just so frustrating because, again, we kept on talking about, okay, this is going to be as big as offseason yet. This is going to be as big off. Uh, and, okay, and then just we had universal agreement that last offseason was going to be the biggest one yet. And he timed out. He ran out of time, which again doesn't even which doesn't even make any sense. Like, and and the and the worst thing is, 
is, of course, he had to know that question was coming, especially because, again, Green had to you know, answer it the night before. And he thought up and decided, all right, the best answer that I can go with, because there's no way that was just off the top of his head. <laughs> he decided the best way I can try to explain this is that I just ran out of time. And woof. The next GM needs to be better at surrounding himself with people that are capable and more experienced too, if he's not experienced in those areas. That's one area Jim Benning, I think, just really messed up. And then getting rid of people who were in positions like Judd Brackett, that was another big mistake too. I just, yeah, I'm just, just get rid of him, please. I'm ready for this to be over. I'm concerned too, like Pearson's contracts up next year and not that I'm the biggest fan of his, but like we're back to the situation again, who's going to play with Bo Horvat? Like how many times have we had that conversation? You know, you're absolutely right. But yeah. uh, you're, there's just no way in the cap world to bring Pearson oh. back. So, no. so the the short answer is, you know, hopefully Hoglander and Pod Colson, and, you know, assuming the the lotto line kind of gets back going. That's obviously, you know, what you gotta hope for is our top six, you know, to kind of to finish the year and next, uh, and you know, and then Pearson, and then you know, of course, I I, I still like Godet. I don't know exactly, yeah. you know, of course he's not scoring, and of course, you know, he's not the greatest defensive player, but I'm hoping we don't give up on him because, again, I think, you know, he's, he should be a more physical player, and of course he's had those stomach issues, which, again, if anyone's ever had stomach issues, I you know, I can't imagine working out, let alone, you know, being a professional athlete during that time. So, you know, to me, it makes a lot of sense why he's a buck 70, and I think, again, that is something that, you know, he couldn't you know, bulk up and put on, you know, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if he can, you know, play at 30 pounds heavier. And I think that changes him drastically. And that third line center position is so important. And, you know, mercifully, the Sutter contracts over this year. So we won't be able to go back to that old chestnut next year. So, you know, I think we need him. The the other one now is, you know, how do we move out Jake for Tannins two and a half? Like, is that now seriously going to cost us another asset? to get out of the Jake for hand contract, which again, you know, not what, six months ago, time ago, off season ago, we were like, hey, you know what? Pretty good job. Two and a half, at least isn't three and a half. And it's just, it's just amazing how quickly the deals that look good on paper or, you know, look good immediately just wilt away. Like, you know, again, I've, of course, you know, JT Miller not playing this well. Like, again, this is the JT of Miller that we really should have expected last year. Uh, unfortunately, last year was probably a bit of an aberration. So I still now ask you, would you trade a first-round pick and a third-round pick for that player, especially knowing, again, he's going to be 28 next year. And, you know, if we didn't have JT Miller last year, we're not a bubble team anymore. We're definitely a lotto team. Cause we're, you know, he did a huge job in carrying us last year. So you're walking away from one of those top 10 picks. So anyways, ah, life is a Canucks fan, eh? Yeah, Anyone yeah. else <laughs> have any final thoughts before we all get ready and start cracking open beverages ahead of this expected slaughtering? Might as well so, just do shotguns for goals against tonight just to feel a little bit better. <laughs> you know what? I actually, I think that's a fantastic idea. <laughs> to feel something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. To feel something. <laughs> do people spike bubble teas at all? Like, is oh. that a thing? <laughs> well, maybe. Tommy this is like my first it. bubble I can tell you that for sure. <laughs> yeah, see, Tommy could shotgun it for sure. Uh, I, I just watched listen, those videos. I'm like, no, please don't. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I mean, like, no, no, listen, no, no. The, the thing is, though, with the Canucks you break it's like it's like any relationship 
you know, Jim Benning moves away and the Canucks are still going to be hurt, right? It's, you know, breaking up with a girlfriend or a boyfriend or whatever kind of relationship you're in, both parties are hurt, right? There's going to be whoever comes in has got to do some damage control and it's going to be tough. It is going to be really, really tough. And especially to bring these players from, you know, they were on this absolute high, you know, last year feeling like, you know, they could control the world to now, you know, feeling like they've got the weight of the world on their shoulders where they're like, oh my word, I have to do, you know, 10 times more than I what's expected to actually, you know, make a successful team. And I really, from a Canucks fan's point of view, I just want to see the team like play hard, right? I love watching Godet and McEwen just fly around the ice, throwing their bodies around, you know, pressing the puck every chance they get. Like that's something that I'm like, I watch and I think, ah, you know, we got a chance, right? The guys are flying and buzzing on the ice. And then I, you know, watch some of the older players play and Sutter is just kind of skating and Vertan just kind of floating around. And I just think like, come on, <laughs> like you're getting yeah, paid millions just don't get of dollars. Like just throw your bot, like play hard, like skate as hard as you can for, you know, whatever, 60 minutes. I don't care. You know, take whatever drugs you need to get back on the ice tomorrow. Um, <laughs> but just do it. Like as a fan, I want to watch a hard fought game. I don't want to watch, you know, down four goals and then the team PD's like sitting on the bench, like, right. Hughes is like, you know, it's as a, as a fan watching that. I'm like, these are my top players. Like, fuck me. So accurate. <laughs> <laughs> Those shots of them in the bubble when they were just like hanging around. It's like, who would believe that these are generational superstars? For a professional <laughs> hockey team? <laughs> I always want to know what Quinn Hughes is thinking. If he's even thinking, yeah. right? he's just no, sitting he's, there staring into the abyss. I, I, he's constantly in pain. Some Someone hurt him. Yeah. Maybe it's heartbreak. Maybe you're onto something there because he just looks like he is sad all the time, even oh, when he's yeah. doing the incredible things. What yeah, is they, that dog gif where he's like, he's sitting there all horrified and then there's just like the nom flashbacks happening? That's Quinn Hughes sitting on the bench like all the time. That's what I imagine every time he's just sitting there blankly staring somewhere. Right. I feel so but bad. I just but they're not the flashbacks. Yeah. Right? They're not flashbacks. They're flash forwards. He's like, oh my word, next year. Like, he's like, we still have another year of Louis Erickson. <laughs> he just misses Chris Tanev. Like Rick Dollywall said, yeah. Tanev is still upset and hurt and feels disrespected. And I'm sure Quinn Hughes is just feeling that a little bit too in a way. You know, they had like a last family supper, (laughs) like all together. And they just like had this big emotional goodbye as he goes across the Rockies to to Calgary. And you're just like leaving on a jet plane and slowly starts playing in the background. Yeah. (laughs) Just this this horrifically sad and depressing montage playing in the background. Them playing in the park. Jim Bending's like, oh, it's okay. We have foundational putter- players like Setter in the locker room for you, Hughes. There you go. Yeah. You can be buddies with Beagle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He'll be around for a while yet. Yeah. yeah. Made sure we locked in so you can form that long-term relationship. We know that's important. <laughs> All right. Thanks uh, so much for joining us today, Danny. Uh, do you have any last uh, thoughts or uh, anything you want to say before we wrap up here? Yeah, just let's end this Canuck season tonight. And um, no, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) 
go Chiefs, I guess. As a 49ers fan, that's hard to say. Um, the 49ers will be back in the playoffs next year, though. So that'll be nice. And yeah, let's all get wasted tonight just so we can feel no pain during this Canucks game. I love it. All I'm right. Thanks, everyone. As long as we don't run out of time. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> There's only so much time in a day. Oh, yeah. I guess I should say, oh, yeah, listen to the broadcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably should give a plug, hey? Yeah, yeah. I just, like, I talk about my teams. Like, not <laughs> you, you didn't have a rule that you got to have to say it at least, like, three times every time you guess on a podcast? Yeah, we're really... <laughs> Notice, like, we are really bad when people are like, Yeah, well, you have anything to say about what's upcoming? I'll just like, eh. <laughs> I don't know. No, I can't think of a single thing that I'm up to, but yeah, whatever. Just listen to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>